بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله أرسله رحمة العالمين فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابة محمد الذين أرخصوا أموالهم وديارهم وأهليهم للإيمان بمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وما جاء به والجهاد معه وحمل الراية معه وبعده فاللهم ارضى عنهم واجعلنا يا حي يا قيوم من محبيهم المترضين عنهم يا رجال والإكرام وانفعنا بذلك في حياتنا وآخرتنا يقول الشيخ الإسلام بن تيمية رحمة الله عليه في رسالته العقيدة الواسطية ويذكر ما عليه أهل الحق والهدى أهل السنة 
يقول ومن أصول أهل السنة والجماعة يعني من الأمور التي يرون ضرورة الاتصاف بها والقيام بأمرها أن الدين والإيمان قول وعمل قول القلب واللسان وعمل القلب واللسان والجوارح ولا يمكن أن يقول أنا مؤمن الواحد ولا يعمل الأعمال التي فرضها الله على العباد ومن أصول أهل السنة والجماعة أن الإيمان يزيد بالطاعات وينقص بالمعاصي والإعراض والله نص على ذلك في القرآن الكريم فمن الأمور التي تميز فيها أهل السنة والجماعة على جميع الفرق أنهم يرون أن الإيمان هو ذلك المستقر في القلوب والأعمال أيضا التي يؤديها العبد من صيام وصلاة وأذكار وبذل للصدقات وجهاد في سبيل الله وتعليم الخير والتحذير من الشر كل ذلك من الإيمان كما بيّن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأفد عبد القيس لما قال لهم أتدرون ما الإيمان قال الله ورسوله أعلم بيّن لهم أن الإيمان الشهادتان شهادة لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وصل إقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة وسائر الأعمال التي يؤديها العبد التي فرضها الله يقول أن الإيمان يزيد بالطاعة ولهذا النبي يقول صلى الله عليه وسلم الإيمان بضع وسبعون شعبة أعلاها قول لا إله إلا الله يعني هذا القول لا إله إلا الله هو أعلى شعب الإيمان وأدناها يعني أبسطها وأسهلها إزالة أي مؤذن عن طريق الناس عن طريق عباد الله ومن الأخلاق الحياة شعبة من شعب الإيمان ولهذا يقول المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم إن مما أدرك الناس من كلام النبوة الأولى إذا لم تستحي فاصنع ما شئت يعني ارتكب ما تشاء ما تريد من المحرمات لكن إذا كان الواحد يستحي فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحياة لا يأتي إلا بخير الإنسان إذا حافظ على الصلوات الخمس وأداها بأكمل صفاتها زاد إيمانه إن أداها 
أدى ما يجب ولم يتوسع حصل على الإيمان لكن الإيمان ما دام أنه درجات فالإنسان المسلم محتاج إلى أن يصون إيمانه عن كل شيء يمكن أن يشينه ولهذا يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزني الزاني حين يزني وهو مؤمن ولا يسرق السارق حين يسرق وهو مؤمن ويقول في الحديث الإيمان قيد الفتك يعني الرجل المؤمن كلما كان إيمانه قوي كلما كان أقل بعدا عن المحرمات على سبيل المثال إذا أكثر الواحد من ذكر لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير إذا قال إذا قالها عشر مرات قوي إيمانه صار كأنما أعتقى راقبة مملوكة من الناس إن قالها مئة كأنما أعشر أعتقى عشر رقاب جعل الله جل وعلا بالأذكار وهي لا تتعب الإنسان ولا تنقصه مالا ولا تعثره في تطلب الحياة ومع ذلك فيها خير عظيم فيها حفظ الإنسان أن تصيبه المصائب إذا تعاهد الأذكار في الصباح والمساء حريصا على أن يظهر له أثرها كلما كان أكثر سلامة يقول رحمة الله عليه وينقص بالمعصية يعني الزاني وإن بقي عنده إيمان لكن ليس عنده الإيمان الكامل الإيمان الكامل هو ذاك الشيء الذي إذا اتصف به الواحد أو شك أن يدخل إلى الجنة بغير حساب كما في حديث الذي مر علينا في كتاب التوحيد عند عرض الأمم على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فلما عرض رأى أمته وكثرتهم قيل له أن يخبر بأن معهم سبعون ألفا يدخلون الجنة بغير حساب ولا عذاب فلما بحث الصحابة من هؤلاء أذكره باختصار قال النبي هم الذين لا يسترقون لا يطلبون الرقية من أحد ولا علاج ولا يكتبون لا يأخذون بأسباب العلاج ولا يتطيرون ما تشاءون بشيء لماذا كل هذه الأمور لأنهم مؤمنون بأن الذي قدره الله سوف يكون وأنه لن يكون في الوجود شيء إلا إذا كان الله سبق عن قدره هؤلاء الذين يحافظون على أركان الدين ويصدق فيهم مع شرائعه النبي مع أن الرقية جائزة والدواء جائز النبي قال عن الرقية 
أعرضوا علي رقاكم لا بأس بالرقاء ما لم تكن شركا وقال عن الدواء تداووا عباد الله ولا تتداووا بحرام لكن مع الإيمان القوي يعلم الشخص الدواء لا حاجة إليه إذا كان الله قدر أن الشخص يمرض مريض قال وينقص المعصية وهم مع ذلك لا يكفرون أهل القبلة بمطلق المعاصي والكبائر من هم أهل القبلة؟ أهل القبلة الذين يصلون يؤدون الصلوات الخمس أهل القبلة هم الذين يدفعون زكاة أموالهم أهل القبلة هم الذين يحرصون على أداء أركان الإسلام كما فرضها الله أركان الإسلام الشهادتان شهادة لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وأداء الصلاة وأداء الزكاة وصوم رمضان والحج في العمر مرة هذه أركان الدين فأهل الإيمان لا يكفرون أحد من هؤلاء ولو ولو أذنب كما في حديث أبي ذر يعني المسلم الذي يموت لا يشرك يدخل الجنة فقال أبو ذر وإن زنى وإن سرق قال النبي وإن زنى وإن سرق فكرر أبو ذر ثلاث مرات كما سبق مرت علينا في الثالثة قال عليه الصلاة والسلام وإن زنى وإن زنى وإن سرق وإن رغم أنف أبي ذر فكان أبو ذر إذا حدث بهذا الحديث قال على رغم أنف أبي ذر يعني الذي يموت لا يشرك الشرك الأكبر يمكن يدخل الجنة ولو كانت له ذنوب كثيرة فإن الله يقول إن الله لا يغفر أن يشرك به ويغفر ما دون ذلك لمن يشاء يمكن الشخص ما يشرك لكن يسرق يسيء ربما زنى وتاب اذا كان بهذه الصفه اذا كانت له اعمال كثيره من الصالحات يغفر الله له يقول لا يكفرون بمطلق المعاصي والكبائر كما تفعل الخوارج الذين خرجوا على علي بن ابي طالب رضي الله عنه في العراق هؤلاء يكفرون الواحد اذا ارتكب ذنبا ويبيحون قتله ما دام كفر المعتزله قريبون منهم وهم فرقه من الفرق التي لكنهم لا يقولون يكفر الا انهم يقولون يخلد في النار لا فرق بينهم وبين الخوارج الا باللفظ يقولون لا لا يكفر لكن يكون مخلدا في النار يعني هو والذين يشركون الشرك الاكبر سوا يقول 
لا يفعلون كما تفعل الخوارج بل الاخوه الايمانيه ثابته ما وجد المعاصي لان الله جل وعلا ذكر عما يكون بين المسلمين من اسباب اذى كقتل انسان او جرح او شيء من هذا الله ما سماه انه كافر الفاعل قال فمن عفي له من اخيه شيء فاتباع بالمعروف يعني اذا قتل مسلم مسلما وطالب اولياء القتيل فهم مخيرون ان شاءوا طلبوا القصاص وان لم يطلبوا القصاص اعطوا الديه من قتل له قتيل فاهله بين خيرتين يعني بين القصاص وبين الديه لكنها اوصى الاخ المطالب الذي يدعي يطالب بالحق اوصاه بان يتبع بالمعروف ثم قال جل وعلا ينقل عنه الشيخ الاسلام الايه وان طائفتان من المؤمنين اقتتلوا يعني المتقاتلون وان كانوا مرتكبين ذنبا كبيرا لكنهم لا يزال معهم الايمان فاصلحوا بينهما فان بغت احداهما على الاخرى فقاتلوا التي تبغي حتى تفيء الى امر الله فان فاءت فاصلحوا بينهما بالعدل واقسطوا ان الله يحب المقسطين يسماهم في الايه انهم اخوه وانهم طائفتان من المؤمنين وإن كان النبي قال ألا لا ترجعوا بعدي كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض لكنه هذا الكفر ليس بالكفر المخرج من الملة ثم قال في آخر الآية إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم يعني المتقاتلون المعتدي والمعتدى عليه كلهم إخوة فيحتاجون إلى أن يصلح بينهم والمسلم ولو كان فاسقا لا يسلب الإسلام والإيمان بالكلية يعني يكون لا إسلام له ولا إيمان لكن يكون اسلامه ناقص الا انه فهو لا يخلد في النار ولهذا يخرج من النار من شوتهم النار لكن لم يموتوا على الشرك الاكبر وانما معاصي ذنوب اكل اموال الناس وقوع في اعراضهم يقول لا, لا يسلب اسم الايمان كما في قوله فتحرير رقبه مؤمنه وقد لا يدخل في اسم الايمان المطلق الايمان المطلق هو الايمان الكامل الذي لا تشوبه شائبه نقص كما في قوله تعالى 
انما المؤمنون يعني اهل اهل الكمال المؤمنون اهل الصفاء وعلو المنزله هؤلاء انما المؤمنون الذين اذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم لما يسمعون ذكر الله تهتز هذه القلوب ومن شان اهتزازها ان تفيض العيون بالدموع وجلت قلوبهم واذا تليت عليهم اياته زادتهم ايمانا هذا يزيد الايمان بهذا الخير وفي قوله صلى الله قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزني الزاني حين يزني وهو مؤمن ولا يسرق يعني لما يزني في تلك الحال ليس بمؤمن كامل الايمان ولا يسرق حين يسرق وهو مؤمن لانه يعرف ان السرقه حرام وان الزنا حرام والاقدام من الشخص على ارتكاب الحرام قد ضيع شيئا كثيرا من ايمانه قال ولا يشرب الخمر حين يشربها وهو مؤمن لان الخمر المحرمه ولا ينتهب نهبه ذات شرف يرفع الناس اليها اليه فيها ابصارهم وهو مؤمن حين وهو ابصارهم حين ينتهب وهو مؤمن يعني هذه الجرائم لا يقدم عليهن شخص كامل الايمان لكن قد يقدم عليهن وقد بقي معه ايمان لكنه ليس بالايمان الذي يمنع من ارتكاب المحرمات يقول عن اهل السنه شيخ الاسلام ويقولون ان هو مؤمن ناقص الايمان او مؤمن بايمانه فاسق بكبيرته فلا يعطى الاسم المطلق ولا يسلب مطلق الاسم لا شك ان الجنه فيها منازل والناس في الجنه على حسب ايمانهم في الدنيا صاحب الايمان الكامل له المنزله العاليه وكون الشخص تطمح نفسه يعني يحصل على الايمان الكامل يحتاج الى ان يتفقد نفسه وينظر مدى نفورها من ارتكاب المحرمات مدى نفورها من القرب من المحرمات يصون نفسه يصون اللسان يصون البصر يصون اليد يحصون الفرج النبي يقول من يضمن لي ما بين لحيه وهو اللسان يعني من المسلمين وما بين رجليه وهو الفرج أضمن له الجنة هذا مجمل ما يتعلق بقراءتنا في هذا اليوم حقيقة الإيمان وأن فيه كامل إيمانا وأن فيه إيمانا كاملا وهو الذي يدخل الواحد فيه الجنه دخولا يسيرا او قد يكون بغير حساب ولا عذاب وايمان يعتريه ما يعتريه لكن اذا سلم من الشرك فماله دخول الجنه فنسال الله جل وعلا ان يجعلنا جميعا من اهل الجنه نحن وذرياء واموات واحياؤنا
وذرياتنا من وجد ومن ومن يوجد فنسال الله جل وعلا باسمائه وصفاته ان يوفقنا لاخلاص العمل لوجهه الكريم والبعد والصيانه انفسنا عن كل ما يشين وان يجعلنا جميعا في ازدياد في ايماننا وفي جد واجتهاد لتكفير سيئاتنا وخطايانا انه جل وعلا مجيب الدعاء اخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا is the praise and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that was sent to the mercy of mankind according to the way of Allah azawajal and may Allah be pleased with his companions those who believed in him and fought with him and migrated to him and with him and may Allah put a make us among those who love them and may Allah put a allow us to benefit from his love of them in this life and in the hereafter. Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Tamir Rahimahullah mentioned in Al-Aqid al-Tawasifiyah he's mentioning when he says from the Usul of Allah Sunnah and Jama'ah from the foundation of the people and the Jama'ah meaning the people of the Haq and the people of the Sunnah from that which they are upon and that which they are described with and they implement is that they believe that the religion and faith is an utterance of the tongue, it's a statement of the tongue, and it's an action, a statement of the tongue, and the actions of the limbs of the tongue, and of, uh, of the tongue, of the limbs, and of the heart. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, <coughs> that this is the belief of Ahl Sunnah, which is in opposition to the belief of the Khawarij and indeed no one can believe until or no one has true belief until he performs, until he makes a statement with his tongue until he performs actions with his limbs that which Allah has made obligatory upon the servants, all of the servants and from their belief is that Iman increases with obedience and it decreases with, with sin. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that this has been clarified by Allah in His glorious Quran. And this is that which distinguishes Ahlul Sunnah, distinguishes Ahlul Sunnah from the rest of the groups. Because they believe that Iman is present in the heart and it mandates the actions. So everything that an individual does of fasting, of salat, of giving charity, fighting in the way of Allah, teaching good, joining the good and forbidding the evil, all of this is from Iman. As it was clarified by the Prophet when he was visited by the people of the Wafd of Abdul Qais, and the Prophet mentioned to them, Do you know what is Iman? They said Allah and His Messenger knows best. The Prophet mentioned to them 
the declaration of faith. There is no deity worthy worship except Allah and Muhammad sallam, is the messenger of Allah and to perform the salat and to give the charity to the end of the hadith. So the Prophet sallam, mentioned to them what is Iman. And Iman increases with obedience. And because of that the Prophet sallam, mentioned that Iman is 77 or 70 something upon that Iman is 70 something branches. The highest of those branches is the statement that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. This is the highest of those branches. And the lowest of them is to remove something harmful from the path of the servants. Anything that would harm an individual to remove it from the path of that individual. This is from the lowest branches of Iman. The Prophet said, and shyness is a branch of Iman. Likewise, the Prophet said that which the people had, or that which had reached the people from the early uh, prophethood is if you do not have shyness, then do that which you uh, wish, do that, do that which you desire. So if an individual has no shyness, then the individual can do that which he desires. But if an individual has shyness, then this shyness should prevent him from performing certain performing certain actions. And because of that, the Prophet said, shyness only comes with good. It only brings about good. In the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, so if a person preserves the daily prayers, the five daily prayers, then this would increase the individual in Iman. This would increase the individual in Iman. In the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, the person is in need of protecting his Iman. Person is always in need of protecting his iman from anything that would pollute it and anything that would blemish it. A person is in constant need of protecting his iman. And because of that, the Prophet mentioned in the hadith that's going to come toward the end uh, of that which we read, where the Prophet said, No one commits uh, adultery, and at the time that he commits it, he is a person, uh, he possesses complete iman. Meaning when the individual commits these major sins, the individual does not have complete Iman. And because of that, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that Iman is the key or is, is the tie that guards the opening. It's something, it's like a lock that guards an opening. Meaning, the stronger an individual is in Iman, the further he would be from sins. The stronger an individual is in his Iman, the further this individual would be away from sin and transgression. The Shaykh mentioned in that regard, Habibullah Ta'ala, so if it, for example, if an individual increases his remembrance of Allah, like he says, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, to the end of that which the Shaykh mentioned, the supplication, if the individual does this, the Prophet said, it's as if the individual has freed a slave. It's as if an individual has freed a slave. And if an individual does it, or if one is, is, is if an individual has freed uh, ten slaves, and if the individual says it uh, ten times, it's as if the individual has freed a hundred slaves. So the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala that Allah Azza wa Jal has placed in afkar, supplication, and remembrance of Allah, that which does not uh, burden an individual, that which does not uh, take you know, uh, time and, and the likes, 
has no burden upon the individual, nor does an individual have to spend wealth to obtain it. Allah has placed in Azkar and remembrance of Allah a great reward. And likewise, from the benefits of Azkar is that it protects an individual from calamities. If an individual uh, makes it uh, a habit to remember Allah in the morning and at night, this would be a means of protection for this individual. So the Shaykh mentioned Allah so likewise the opposite, if an individual falls into major sin, like the Prophet mentioned, whoever fornicates at the time that he commits fornication, he does not have complete and absolute iman. He does not have complete and absolute iman. Uh, because complete and absolute iman is that which prevents an individual from falling into these type of major sins. Like the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, when the Prophet was shown his ummah, and when he was shown his ummah, the Prophet said, from amongst them are individuals, 70,000 individuals that would enter into Jannah without any type of reckoning. And then the Prophet described what type of, uh, of the, these individuals, they are the individuals that do not seek, seek Rukya, they are the individuals that do not uh, seek a cure by branding, and they are the individuals that do not believe in omens and the likes. So the Prophet said, or so the Shaykh Muhammad, so these are the people that have true faith, complete faith, and they know that that which takes place, it is by the decree of Allah Azawajal. Anything which takes place, it is by the decree of Allah Azawajal. So these individuals protect and they preserve the pillars that Allah has legislated. Even though Rukia is permissible, it's something which is allowed, but they don't seek it from others. Even though seeking a cure and taking medicine, it is something which is allowed, but they do not embark upon any of this. Why? Because they have complete faith in Allah Azawajal, and they know that nothing will take place except that Allah decreed it. Except that Allah Azawajal decreed So they do not seek cures uh, and the likes. So this is that which was mentioned by the Shaykh Habib Allah and this is due to their complete faith and their complete iman. They feel that they are in need of, uh, they are in no need of anything except Allah Azawajal. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned from Al-Aqidatul Wasatiyah is that the people of the Sunnah they do not take they do not make takfir they do not hold the Muslims to be disbelievers because of them falling into sin because of them falling into sin which is something from the belief of the Khawaj and the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala the Muslim meaning the individual and the people of the Sunnah they do not hold the people from the Qibla to be a major or to be a disbeliever because of falling into major sin. The Shaykh said, Who are the people of the Qibla? The people of the Qibla, they are the Muslims that pray their five daily prayers. And they pay their zakat. And these are the individuals that are diligent in performing the pillars of Islam. They have declared the declaration of faith, they perform the salat, they give the charity. They fast Ramadan and they perform the pilgrimage once in a lifetime. These are the people of the Qibla. 
The people of the Sunnah, they do not make takfir of the people of the Qibla, meaning they do not make takfir of the Muslims because of the Muslims falling into sin. And this has been illustrated in the hadith of Abu Dhar that we've mentioned, that the Shaykh Habibullah has mentioned many times, where the Prophet said that a person that uh, dies with Without committing shirk, they would enter into Jannah even if they commit adultery and they steal. So Abu Dhar, when he heard this hadith from the Prophet ﷺ, he said, even if he commits adultery and steals, the Prophet ﷺ reiterated this three times. And then, like it was mentioned many times before, the Prophet ﷺ said, even if you dislike it. Even if you dislike it. So Abu Dhar, when he would narrate this narration, he would say, the person who uh, dies without committing shirk, they will enter into Jannah, even if they commit adultery and steal, even if I dislike it. So, this hadith informs that a person who falls into a major sin, such as adultery or stealing, this person is not a disbeliever. And this is also in accordance with the statement of Allah in the Quran, Verily, Allah does not forgive that partners are set up with him, and he forgives, he forgives other than that to whom he wills. So as long as the individual has died upon Iman, and as long as the individual has not committed major shirk, and dies upon it, then the individual would, would enter the paradise of Allah from the beginning without any reckoning, or this individual would be purified from the hellfire and then enter into paradise. And the Shaykh mentioned, it's possible that an individual falls into major sin. But the individual has many, many, tremendous amounts of good deeds, so Allah forgets his sins and Allah enters him into paradise without any reckoning. He said, the belief of the Khawarij, they are those that went against the companion Ali ibn Abi Talib in Iraq. And the Khawarij, they feel that a person that falls into a major sin, he is a disbeliever. They feel that he is a disbeliever. And they feel that it is permissible to kill this individual. Why? Because he's a disbeliever. So his life is no longer sacred. His life is no longer sacred. And likewise, you have the Mu'tazila, and they are similar to the Khawarij. The Mu'tazila feel that the individual who commits a major sin is no longer a believer, nor is he a disbeliever. He's in between. But in the hereafter, he's in the hellfire forever. So with regards to him in this life, they disagree with the Khawarij. But with regards to the individual in the hereafter, they agree with the Khawarij. The person will remain in the hellfire for forever. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that no, this is not the case. If a believer or a Muslim falls into a major sin, he's still a Muslim. And the Islamic or the, the brotherhood or the relationship or the brotherhood of faith is still present. And this is taken from the verse of Allah Azawajal in Surah Al-Hujurat or in Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah Azawajal speaks about where Allah Azawajal speaks about uh, the family member or the hearers of an individual who was killed. An individual who was killed uh, now it is upon the murderer to either receive the capital punishment which is death or he is to pay the blood money. But Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Al-Baqarah, when Allah mentioned 
فمن عفي له من اخيه شيء الله عز وجل mentions if the murderer is pardoned by the family members of the one who was murdered if the murderer is pardoned by the family member by the family members of the uh, uh, of the murdered individual, then they should follow it up with good. So Allah described it, whoever is pardoned by his brother. So Allah mentioned that the, the, the murderer and the family of the murdered individual, they are brothers. So Allah mentioned that they are brothers. So that shows that they still have the, the relationship of Iman. That shows that they still have the relationship of Iman. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this is a major, this is a major sin. And Allah has uh, advised the individual, the murdered, the family of the murdered individual, Allah has advised them to follow it up with goodness and the murderer to be good. So this shows that they still have brotherhood between them, which shows that the individual who is the murderer, this shows that this individual, by killing someone else, by killing a believer, he has not left the fold of Islam. He still has Iman. And likewise, in Surah Al-Hujurat, uh, Allah says, So if two groups of believers kill one another, if they have one, if two groups of believers fight one another, so Allah mentioned that they are believers. Allah mentioned that they are believers. And this is in Surah Al-Hujurat. So Allah mentioned, uh, or the Shaykh mentioned, so this shows that even if a person uh, kills another Muslim, this does not take him out of the fold of Islam. Although the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that the Prophet said to his companions, do not return to disbelief after me. The Prophet said to his companions, do not return to disbelief after me by killing, striking the necks of one another. By striking the necks of one another, by killing one another. But the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but this is not kufr. The statement that the Prophet said, do not return to disbelief. This is not the disbelief that takes them out of the fold of Islam. This is not the disbelief that takes them out of the fold of Islam. So this shows, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this shows that if a Muslim commits major sins and falls into major sins, the complete name of Iman is not removed from the individual. He's not totally, he's not considered a disbeliever. But at the same time, he is not a person that possesses complete iman. He is not a possess, a possess uh, or he is not a person that possesses complete iman. As Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn, Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he is not given the name of absolute faith, nor is he removed from complete Islam. This is not the case. But that which he is, he is a believer because of his Islam and but he is an individual that has weak iman. But he is an individual that has deficient or weak iman. And likewise, he will not remain in the hell, hellfire forever. As long as he has not died upon major ship. As long as the individual has not died upon major ship, the individual would not remain in the hellfire forever. So the Shaykh said, Hadith Allah Ta'ala. So the individual, he might fall into fornication. He might fall into adultery. He might steal the wealth of people. He might dishonor people, but as long as the individual has not died upon mentorship, the individual will eventually enter into paradise. Now, and and this, and then he mentioned the statement, and 
then the Shaykh Hafizullah mentioned that you have complete Iman, and that's when he mentioned the statement of Allah in Surah Al-Anfal, Verily the believers, they are the ones that if Allah has mentioned, their hearts find tranquility. And when the verses of Allah are mentioned, they increase in Iman. The Shaykh mentioned Habibullah these are the people that have complete Iman. These are the people that have complete Iman. And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah that Jannah, paradise is levels. Paradise is levels. And a person would be in paradise according to the level of his Iman in this life. And if an individual, and this shows you the description of the people that have complete faith, they are the people that when the verses of Allah are recited, their eyes filled are filled with tears. And this increases them, increases them in Iman. And likewise, you have the opposite. You have those who have a deficiency in Iman. The individual that fornicates, the individual that commits adultery, the individual and the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, an individual can measure his Iman by looking at his approach of sin. If an individual finds it easy for him to approach sin, then that shows that the individual has deficiency in Iman. So in the Quran you have Allah mentioning the description of the people that have shown Iman, and likewise you have Allah, or in the Hadith you have the Prophet mentioning the people that have weak Iman. So the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, the people that have shown Iman, you find that they do not approach sin. You find that they are far away from sin. Because this Iman and their strength in Iman, this prevents them from falling into sin. And then he said it again. He said, Verily, Jinnah is levels. And everyone would be in paradise according to his Iman in this life. The stronger you are in Iman, the higher you would be in paradise. And the weaker you are in Iman, the lower you would be. Likewise, the stronger you are in Iman, the further you would be from sins. And the weaker you are in Iman, the closer you would be to sins. And because of that, it is upon an individual to constantly look at his affair of Iman. And he does so by what? He does so by protecting his sight. He does so by protecting his, his hearing. He does so by protecting his privates. The Prophet said, whoever guarantees his tongue and his private parts, I will guarantee them. The Prophet said, whoever guarantees two things, I will guarantee paradise for him. Whoever guarantees his tongue and his private parts, then I will guarantee paradise for that individual. So this is that was the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala. And likewise, the Prophet mentioned about those who were into Jannah without any reckoning. And they are the people that are free from shirk, and they are the people that have complete Iman. So the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, we asked Allah to make us from amongst people that would enter into Jannah with, uh, without any reckoning. And we ask Allah to, for our children to have the same, and for our wives to have the same, and for the, those who are, are present from amongst us to have the same, and those who are dead from amongst us to have the same. We ask Allah with His names and attributes to make our actions sincerely for His face, and we ask Allah to protect our Iman, and to remove us from anything which pollutes and diminishes our Iman. And we ask Allah to increase us in Iman. Verily, Allah Azzawajal is the one to answer the call. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, upon his family members and his companions.
to the brothers it's, uh, from the etiquettes of writing a question is that the questions should be related to the topic more so and then after that the typical questions قل السعد أحسن الله إليك سؤال من الرقاني أخ يشتكي أخ يشتكي من الوسواس من الوسواس الشيطانية يوسوس له بالشركيات مثلا أن يخاف من أن يذره أو ينفعه الشيطان وغير ذلك ويقول أنه لا يعتقد لا يعتقد هذه الشركيات ولكن يقرأها ولكن الشيطان ما يزال أثر فيه هذه الوسواس فما نصيحتكم له؟ نصيحة لهذا وأمثاله أن نتجنب القراءة في هذه الأفكار المشوشة العقل وإذا شعر بدخول شيء على قلبه فليبادر إلى الأذكار يكثر من سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله العظيم لا إله إلا الله والحمد لله ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله ويكثر من ذلك فإن هذا ينفر الشيطان عنه ولا يضره هذا لأن الإنسان إذا هاجمت عليه هذه الأفكار لكن لم يتكلم ولم يتابعها لا تضره ولذلك قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لما اشتكى إليه الصحابة أن أحدهم يشعر بالشعور أسهل له لو يصمت من أعلى مكان ولا يتكلم به قال النبي الحمد لله الذي رد كيده أي كيد الشيطان إلى الوسوسة فالإكثار من الأذكار يعين بإذن الله على التخلص من هذه الأفكار Question from England The individual was saying that he gets affected by the shaitanic whispers and the shaitan whispers to him was shirk and like he would harm him or benefit him and the likes and the individual doesn't believe it and he dislikes it. What is your advice? Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. But my advice to this individual is that he abandons these thoughts. <coughs> and if he feels that something has entered into his heart, then he should race to remember Allah 
I say glory be to Allah, all praise be to Allah, glory be to Allah the Almighty. There's no need to be worthy of worship except Allah. He should increase in these supplications and remembrance. And this would distance the shaitan from him. And he should know that these types of whispers do not harm him. And if he is <coughs> approached with these types of whispers, as long as he doesn't speak anything of kufr, and as long as he doesn't follow it up with anything of action, then it will not harm him. It took place that some of the companions approached the Prophet ﷺ, and they mentioned that which they are affected with, or that which approaches them of whispers in the Prophet ﷺ. And even some of the companions said, uh, for me to fall from a high place is more beloved to me than for me to have these thoughts in the Prophet said, Oh, praise be to Allah who has limited the shaitan to only the whispers. So the shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so that which is, will benefit this individual is that the individual uh, remembers Allah and this would help him in this regard. الاستعاذة بسورتي المعوذتين قل أعوذ برب الفلق وقل أعوذ برب الناس يقول النبي ما تعوذ بمثلهما أنهما أحسن من عامة الأذكار التي يستعاذ بالله بها Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas as the Prophet said, no one has protected himself uh, with the likes of these surahs, Surah Al-Falaq and uh, Surah Al-Nas. It will say, Hal al-Ikhwanan, Hal al-Ikhwanan al-Muslimun min atba' al-Khawarij or al-Mu'tazila. Ya laysu min atba' al-Khawarij, ولا من المعتزلة الاعتزال من أول الصفات الأسمى والصفات يكون معتزليا والخوارج الذين يكفرون الناس لكنهم من الفرق هم النبي لما ذكر افترقت اليهود على إحدى وسبعين فرقة وافترقت النصارى على ثنتين وسبعين فرقة وستفترق هذه الأمة على ثلاث وسبعين فرقة كلها في النار إلا واحدة قالوا من هي قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه وأصحابي ولهذا يحتاج الواحد أن يتعرف على ما كان عليه الصحابة فيما بينهم وفيما بينهم وبين رسول الله وفيما بينهم وبين أعدائهم حتى يتخلق بأخلاقهم And the Khawarij from the characteristics of the Khawarij, they are those that hold uh, an individual who commits a major sin to be a disbeliever. But they are from the deviant sense which the Prophet mentioned that the Yahud, the Jews have divided in, or were divided into 71 groups, 
and the Christians were divided into seven two, two groups, and the Muslims were divided into seven three groups, and all of them are in the Alpha except one. And his companions asked, Who are the same sect? The Prophet said, Those who are upon that which I'm upon today are my companions. So, because of that, it's befitting for the Muslim to learn and to know that which the companions were upon, and likewise that which they were upon with regards to the Prophet, and likewise that which they were upon with regards to those who oppose Islam, so that an individual can take upon the character of the companions of the Prophet. ما حكم الحلف بدين الله؟ من يحلف بدين الله؟ يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان حالفا فليحلف بالله او ليسكت. اما اذا حلف الواحد بكلام الله او بالقران فهذا غير مخلوق. والدين ليس بمخلوق لكن التدين وهو افعال العباد مخلوقه ولهذا لا يذهب الواحد يقول ودين الاسلام لان دين الاسلام الشهادتان والصلاه والزكاه هذه افعالنا وافعالنا مخلوقه فلا يحلف الانسان بالمخلوقات What's the ruling of the individuals asking what's the ruling on swearing by the religion of Allah? And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah, the Prophet said, Whoever swears that he should swear by Allah will be quiet. So if an individual swears by the speech of Allah or the Quran, these are not created. So this is correct. But the religion, in terms of the actions of the individual, in terms of the salat, in terms of the fasting, this is created. This is the actions of the individual. So an individual should not swear by the religion because the, the religion, meaning the actions of the people, is created, and we do not, we are not allowed to swear by that which is created. قل سعد هل لابد من إقامة الحجة على الشخص قبل أن نحكم عليه بأنه كافر أو فاسق؟ لا شك لابد من ذلك. لأن لو لم يسعى في هذا الإنسان كل من يلاقيه الواحد لا يعجبه يقول هذا كافر لا لابد من إقامة الحجة يعني معرفة ما هو عليه ودعوته إلى إلى الهدى. Individual before we consider him to be a disbeliever, and the Sheikh said it's, it's, it's compulsory, it's, it's a must. Because if not, then everyone would, everyone who met someone who they disliked or disagreed with, they would say, Oh, he's a disbeliever. So it's incumbent that we know that which he's upon, and then we call the individual to the guidance. يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك أحبك في الله بعضنا سوف نرجع إلى البلاد الغربية فما نصيحتكم لنا ونحن نكون يعني فما نصيحتكم لنا حيث نسافر إلى البلاد الغربية في وقت قريب نصيحتي لكل واحد 
أن يهتم بدينه يحرص على أن لا يهتز إيمانه يحرص على أن يعتقد أن الخير كله من الله وأن الشر لا يدفع إلا بالله وبأمره جل وعلا فيحسن توكله عليه سبحانه ويحرص على المحافظة على أركان هذا الدين من الصلاة من شهادتين من الشهادتين من الصلاة من بذل الزكاة من الحرص على دعوة الناس إلى الدين ولا يحتقر الواحد نفسه يقول أخشى لا يستجاب لا لكن يكون في دعوته رفيقا سمحا سهلا لينا الجانب يقصد بعمله ارضاء ربه جل وعلا Individuals asking the Shaykh I love you for the sake of Allah. Some of us are returning to the West. What is your advice for us? The Shaykh said my advice to all of uh, to everyone is that an individual focuses on his religion. And the individual tries to protect his iman from becoming polluted and uh, decreasing. And the individual should have the faith that all good is from Allah and no one prevents harm except Allah Azza Likewise, the individual should preserve and protect his religion. He should preserve and protect the shahada, the salat, the zakat. Likewise, the individual should be diligent in calling to calling the people to Islam. Individual should not be limited himself by saying, "No one will answer my call." No, the individual should call to Allah. And the individual should be gentle. The individual should be merciful. The individual should be kind in his call. And the individual should intend the face of Allah and his call. يقول السائل ما حكم تناول الأدوية والمشروبات التي فيها قليل من الخمر؟ لا يجوز تناول شيء فيها خمر ولو كان قليلا. لكن إذا كان يقصد بذلك تلك الأشياء الطيارة خلقة التي يحتاج الناس إليها في حل بعض الأدوية هذه لها وضع آخر ما أسكر كثيره فأقل قليل منه حرام Individuals asking, what is the ruling on taking medicine, uh, medicine which has a small portion of khamar? The Sheikh mentioned, it's not permissible for an individual to take anything that has alcohol in it, even if it's a small amount. But that which has been changed, that which the, the, the nature of, the, of the, the alcohol has been changed and it has been changed into something else, and they use it to, and I don't know the exact word, but they use it to somewhat, uh, they make a chemical change to it, and by doing so they add it to the medicine, and this has a different ruling, because it no longer uh, intoxicates, but 
if it intoxicates, the Prophet said, that which intoxicates in large amounts, small amounts of it are forbidden. يقول السائل هل يجوز للمسلم أن يحضر جنازة والده إذا كان يعني وهو مسلم طبعا إذا كان يجوز للمسلم أن يحضر جنازة والده ولكنه كان يرفض الدعوة الصلاحية إذا كان والده لا يرتكب أعمالا شركية لا يشترك بالله شيئا ولا يرتكب أشياء ارتكابها كفر محقق فلا حرج عليه أن يحضر جنازة Shaykh said, if the parent has died and he has not committed major shirk, nor has he committed actions which are considered disbelief, then there is no problem in you attending the funeral position, uh, the funeral, uh, the funeral. يقول السائل هل يجوز للمسلم أن يعمل أن يعمل في الفندق إذا كان هناك اختلاط؟ يوجد هناك بعض العاملات يحرص على أن لا يخلو يخلو وحده بأي واحدة فإذا لم يجد عملا إلا مثل هذا الشيء وغض من بصره ما نظر أرجو أنه إن شاء الله لا حرج. And the individual is very diligent in lowering his gates, then I hope the Sheikh said, I hope that there's no problem in him having this type of occupation. في نهاية رمضان القادم وفي وفي المسكن مثلا في الفندق هناك بعض الأسنان أو صور بعض الأسنان فماذا أفعل؟ إذا أمكنه أن لا يسكن في ذلك الفندق الذي فيه صور الأسنان فليفعل وإذا لم يستطع فلتكن غرفته ومحله خاليا من ذلك والله يقول فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم. The individual was informed that his company is sending him to a country and he would be staying in an accommodation that has pictures of idols and the likes of that. And the Sheikh Mitch Abi, so what's the ruling of Sheikh Mitch Abi Baratala? If he has the ability not to stay in that place as an accommodation, then he should do so. But if he doesn't have the ability, then he should make sure his room is free from these types of pictures and these types of idols uh, 
as Allah SWT said, fear Allah to the best of your ability. إذا كان الحامل في المبادئ الأولى في الأربعين لازال نطفة أو قريب من ذلك فلتسقطه قالوا لا نفخت في الروح فلا يحله وأما لمن ينسب ينسب لآدم عليه السلام فلان بن آدم and her husband cannot uh, have children and she was raped so to whom should the child be attributed in terms of the name of the child and is she allowed to uh, perform an abortion in the Sheikh Mishnah if it's within the first 40 days if it's within the first 40 days then she should uh, it's permissible for her to have an abortion or she should have the abortion if it's within the first 40 days, but if it's after that, then it's not permissible for her to abort the child. In terms of who should the child be attributed to, the Sheikh said it should be attributed to Adam. The child is so-and-so, the son of Adam. يقول ما حكم إذا لم يجد غيرها فلا بأس إذا لم يجد سواها لناس طيبين فلا حرج إذا استجر لا صحة لذلك. التكفير أمره صعب والإنسان إذا قال فلان كافر ولم يكن ذلك الشخص كافرا 
رجع التكفير لشخص القاعد القائل كذلك لو قال لفلان يا عدو الله ولم يكن عدوا لله هذا الوصف السيء يرجع للمتكلم ثم ما الداعي الى التكفير لكن اذا كان الحاكم يعتقد الاعتقاد الكفري يعتقد الشرك الاكبر انه مقبول ويباشر الشرك الاكبر او ينكر العديان نهائيا فهذا كافر لا لا مجال لا مانع من تكفيره ونحمد الله جل وعلا على ما من به علينا من هذا الاجتماع وأسأل الله بأسمائه وصفاته أن يكون عملنا جميعا خالصا لوجه الله موافقا سنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كما نسأل جل وعلا أن يثبتنا على الدين وأن لا يقلب قلوبنا ونسألها أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين ويذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يشفي مرضى المسلمين وأن يشبع جائعهم ويكسو عاريهم وينتصر لمظلومهم من ظالمهم كما نسأل جل وعلا أن يعاجل بالفرج البلاد المعتدى عليها الذي تتسلط عليها دولة كافرة ويعينها على ذلك طرائف خبيثة كالحال في بلاد الشام أو بلاد فلسطين أو في بلاد الأركان في شرق آسيا التي يؤذيهم تؤذيهم الطائفة البوذية ومن حولها فنسأل الله أن يعاجل جميعا بالفرج وأن يرينا عاجلا غير عاجل انتصار الحق على الباطل كما نسأل الله بأسمائه وصفاته أن يهدينا وإياهم جميعا وأن يصرفنا وإياهم عن كل شر ويصرف عنا جميعا كل شر وأن يجيرنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وأن يحمي بلادنا هذه 
ويصونها من جميع الفتن ويوفق ولاة أمرها لتعظيم الشريعة وحماية العقيدة وصيانة الأخلاق الإسلامية والأخذ على أيدي السفهاء دعاة التغريب وعصرهم وقهرهم عن السوء إنه جل وعلا القادر على كل شيء وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا هل ترغبون بسم الله بسم الله عندكم شواعر شوي؟ كان ما عندكم شواعر لا ندرس الاسواق ها؟ لا خلاص نحس Sheikh Habibullah Ta'ala, praise Allah Azza wa Jalla. He said, Oh, praise be to Allah who has given us this opportunity to meet. We ask Allah with His names and attributes and make our actions sincere before His face. We ask Allah to make our actions in accordance with the Son of the Prophet Sallallahu And we ask Allah Azza wa Jalla to make our Iman strong in our hearts and firm. We ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam and to debase disbelief and the disbelievers. We ask Allah to cure the Muslims who are sick. We ask Allah to feed those who are hungry and to clothe those who are without clothing. We ask Allah to give peace to those Muslims in many countries which have been, uh, they've been harmed. And we ask Allah to punish the disbelievers in the disbelieving countries and those who support them, like the people in uh, Syria, the people in Palestine, the people in Asia. We ask Allah to give them ease, to give them comfort, and we ask Allah to give glory and strength to the truth. And we ask Allah to protect us from all harms and all evil. We ask Allah to protect us from all trials and tribulations, that which is apparent and agitated. We ask Allah to protect this country to protect us from all types of trials and tribulations. We ask Allah to give success to the rulers to uh, judge. To deal with those who are calling to being like the West, burning our lives, able to do all things in our lives, and patience, all praise be to Allah. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family and his companions. And there will be a lesson next week, inshallah.